Recording in progress. Thank you all so much for joining me. Before I begin, I need to pray. Father God, we just come boldly before your throne of grace. Thank you so much for being a part of our lives. Thank you for leading us. Thank you for guiding us. Thank you for your mercy, love, your grace, God. We just ask that you allow us to keep your word hidden in our hearts, God. Lead us down your path of righteousness, Father God. Allow us to hear your voice and follow you, God. We just cancel every satanic tongue spoken against us in the name of Jesus Christ. And we redeem your assignment upon our life, God. We ask that you remove every obstacle, every barrier, every worry from out of our lives, God. And please replace it with your your plan, will, purpose, your goals for us, God, because you have made us important, God. And so we want to fulfill your purpose, God. We desire to please you. We desire to be obedient to you. We desire your will in our life. We desire everything that you have planned for us, God. We desire you, God. We want to walk in the path that you want us to walk in, God. We want to be led by you, inspired by you, encouraged by you, God. So, God, I just ask that you just please lead me in this discussion. Allow me to speak your word today. Allow me to give your testimonies that I've experienced and allow it to resonate with people so that they can be empowered and encouraged, Lord. But most importantly, God, allow me to deliver your word exactly the way you want me to say it, the tone that you want me to say it, however you want me to say it, and whoever you want me to say it to, God. I want to live a life that is pleasing to you, Lord. So please allow us to live a life that is pleasing to you, that is filled with being bold and fearless, God, because we only fear you, God. So let us speak your word today and receive your word today because you are powerful and we appreciate you in our life, God. We appreciate the love that you give. We appreciate you tuning your ears to hear our voice, God. We appreciate everything that you're doing for us, everything that you've done for us, even the things that we don't know that you have done for us, God. We appreciate you, Father. We thank you in advance for everything, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, Lord. So please allow your word to be spoken today, God. Do not let me forget anything that I need to talk about. In the name of Jesus Christ, it is sealed in your atonement blood. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining me today on Laws, Life, and Health. Let's talk about it. So today I'm going to continue in the discussion of women's health. All right. So let me go ahead and share my screen. And I would like to go right into the word today. Okay. I want to start out with Romans 6 and 6. Okay. Romans 6 and 6. It says, For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves to sin. That's the NIV version. The New Living Translation says, we know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. The English Standard Version says, we know that our old self was crucified with him in order 
that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. The King James Bible says, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. The Amplified Bible says, we know that our old self, our human nature without the Holy Spirit was nailed to the cross with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. And so what this is saying is that our old self is crucified on the cross with Christ. So that the body that was ruled by sin, so all of those desires that we used to follow, all of those things that we used to do, that is in our old self. So what happens is God turns us, turns it around. And instead of us doing things for the flesh, now we are doing and living our lives for God. So, for instance, I used to be always aggressive. And so instead of me being aggressive, like there's a, there, I used to be like positive aggression. Right. So you want to always encourage people like, hey, get up. You know, you have you have to get up and go do something for yourself. You know, sitting around isn't going to cut it. You, you can't accomplish anything just sitting around waiting on somebody to give you a handout. So you have to go out and you have to go and do. So that's positive, but it's still aggressive. So I had positive aggression. So instead of me having positive aggression in, in, the, in the old, right? In my old ways, now I have positive aggression in the kingdom of God. What God wants us to do is to completely crucify our old self. So the desire to do certain things of the flesh, meaning like we, like the way I used to be, like when I used to be so bold and so um, bold, but honest to the point where it would be painful and hurt up another person's feelings. So now I'm still bold, but I'm bold for Christ, meaning that when I speak, I am not going to be bold to the point where I want to say something that is going to really cause pain to you. So how do we speak without? How do we speak without hurting other people? The word of God Sometimes it may hurt another person's feelings, right? Because when they hear the truth, the truth is not something that people are going to embrace. The truth isn't something that is, you know, um, abhorred. Like, you know, it's not a fix in a lot of individual lives because they don't care about what the truth is. If you can comfort them, with the lie, they'll believe the lie instead of believing the truth. So the truth is something that is shown upon. 
by worldly people, by those that are being led by their flesh. So when we speak the truth now for Christ, we're not speaking it to accommodate our own desires. We're not speaking it to fulfill our own will. We're not speaking the truth to, you know, justify our own means to an end, right? So like if I say, hey, you know, why you don't, why, why don't you want to take her to the gas station? I mean, to the store, it, it's, even if she doesn't have gas. I'm just using this as an analogy. So you make a person feel bad for not taking another person to the store. Well, well, you should have took her to the store, right? So you're, you're being hurtful to someone because of justifying your means to an end. When we are being truthful for Christ, we are not doing anything for our own means to an end. We are speaking what we experienced in order to glorify God. So everything that I went through in my life, God brought me out. And so if it wasn't for Christ, I don't know where I would be. I would not have finished school. I would not still be in school. My attitude wouldn't be healed. I may just walk around being mean, right? But since I have Christ in my life, I am a new creation. So guess what? My attitude is not like my old self. When I speak, I'm not speaking to try to justify my own means. When I'm speaking, I'm not justifying myself or trying to accommodate myself. To prove a point for myself. Oh, well, you're wrong and I'm right. No. God does not want us being that way. So whatever we do, we need to do it for the glory of God. And so what that means is that our old self is crucified. So when I say that there is no desire to fornicate, there is no desire at all to fornicate. And so that is something that God has built in me. Because my old self was spiritually crucified with Christ. So when, when, when Jesus Christ was crucified on the cross, he resurrected after the third day. He stayed on earth for 40 days. After that, he ascended into heaven. 10 days later, he, he sent the Holy Spirit. They became uh, drunken with the Holy Ghost. They came, they became filled with the Holy Ghost. So guess what? His, the crucifixion, his crucifixion is continuing to occur in the lives of everybody that believes in him. So we say 
For we know, Romans 6 and 6, for we know that our old self was crucified with him. Why do we know this? It's because when, when, he, when he was crucified, he was crucified for everybody of the past and everybody in the future. It, it cleansed the whole entire slate for everyone in the world. To have the opportunity to choose God. So you think that Christ died. He died, yes. He died for the old and he died for the new. And he died for the sins of those for that are to come. So Christ died. For everyone. Every single person. To have the opportunity. To choose God. For we know. That our old self. Was crucified with him. So that the body ruled. By sin might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves to sin. So, prior to Jesus Christ's crucifixion, everyone was a slave to sin. That means prior to the crucifixion of Christ, that means everyone of old, everyone anew, and everyone that was to come would be slaves to sin. And so no one is a slave to sin anymore because when, when Jesus Christ was crucified on, at the cross, he paid the debt of our sins. For those people in old, those people current, and those people that were to come. So God became 100% Man, meaning that God was 100% flesh and also 100% God. And so he did this to show us that we can overcome everything. Because even though God was flesh, God manifested himself into the flesh. Guess what? He didn't use his power to benefit himself. Not once. He didn't use his power to defend himself. Not once. God didn't do any of that. What he did was he healed people. He raised the dead. He corrected the religious Pharisees. He tried to teach them. But their hearts were so cold that even the words of God himself being spoken to these Pharisees couldn't even plant a seed in their heart. So how is the word of God being planted into your heart? 
How is the word of God being word, being watered into your heart? His word. How is it coming, becoming alive in your life? God is in indubitable. Indubitable means not capable of being challenged or proved wrong. No one can challenge God. You can attempt to challenge God, but you will not win. Some people say, well, they challenge God to do this and they challenge God. You're not challenging God. You can ask God whatever question you want. And when you go to God and when you speak to God, you need to go talking to God in a respectful way. You talk to God. You tell him how you feel. When I, I you can get, I've gotten upset with God before in the past. I did. I love God. There is nothing that not one single person in this world can tell me about God and what God won't do. The things that I've seen, the things that I've experienced, the things that I've endured, God has delivered me. All glory be to God. All glory. Jesus Christ. All glory go to Jesus Christ. No one fully really understands when you're going through pain and, and, and heartache and emotional suffering. When you want answers and no one can provide them. The only one that can provide answers to you is Christ. Jesus Christ. So guess what? God is now my lifelong partner. As long as I have the means to communicate with my Lord and Savior. There will never be no separation. God is indubitable. Okay. God is well accomplished because my God is accomplished. I am accomplished because my God is positive. I am positive because my God is irrefutable. I am irrefutable because my God is inarguable. I am inarguable. I have the power of God living on the inside of me, okay? And it feels good to be able to hear other people say, you know, I'm, I would like to get like that. That feel good. Because now it's like, God, okay, now I want to do even better. It's time for me to improve some more. I need improvement in myself. I want to improve for Christ. So there are some more things that I have to work on, right? So what we have to understand is that when Christ was crucified, he was crucified for your, your sin before you was born. He was crucified for your mistakes before you was born. 
He paid the debt for your mistakes before you were born. So what's in you is going to come out of you. And if the truth hurts you, then so be it. When the truth is being spoken to glorify God, that is for God's glory. Not for people. So if that offends you, then you need to recheck yourself. You need to see if, are you, in what ways could you possibly be, be a religious Pharisee? Because Jesus Christ was here on earth speaking the word of God. He was God himself in the flesh speaking to people. And those people did not receive God. Those people rejected God. Those people didn't understand the things that he was saying. And yet, and still, even after he spoke, they still plotted against him. There are still people in this world that is plotting against God and his children. They are behind the scenes doing things every single day to test God's ability. They are testing God's ability by saying, well, okay, well, we need to do this in the sky. We need to do this. We're going to show people that God can't do, you know, you testing God. They are testing God's ability because they are descendants of the religious Pharisees. Don't be no descendant of the religious Pharisee. Because their blood is contaminated forever. There is no nothing good that is going to come out of being a religious Pharisee. So now I wanted to go to a couple of other scriptures. Um, Actually, there is this one in Revelation that I wanted to go to. Let me find it here. think is is this one let me turn to psalm psalm 107 something else is in that was in revelation that i was reading
Here we go. Let's go to um, Psalm 107. Psalm 107. Psalm 107 and verse 10. It says, Some set in darkness, in utter darkness, prisoners suffering in iron chains because they rebelled against God's commands and despised the plans of the most high so he subjected them to bitter labor they stumbled and they there was no one to help then they cried to the lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress he brought them out of darkness the utter darkness and broke away their chains let them give thanks to the lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind for he breaks down gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron. See, and so what this means is that it does not matter about anything that you're going through in your life. It doesn't matter about whatever it is you're going through. God can break the chains. God can cut through the, the iron. God will cut through it. And he will give you exactly what you need. So let me put this here. So that's uh, Psalm 107 um, from verse 10, verse 10 through 16. Okay, so it doesn't matter about what level of darkness you're in. It doesn't matter about what level of pain you're going through. It doesn't matter about, you know, if you you feel like you're in a prison or you may be, even be in prison. None of that matters to God because God will deliver you. God will deliver you and set you free. God will deliver you and set you free. So I want to go to 1 John um, 3 and 7. It says, Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil. Because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. No one who is born of God will continue to sin. Because God's seeds remain, remains in them. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. 
So it doesn't matter about what you're going through in your life. If you are born of God, you will not continue to sin. I'm going to say that again. Now, Christ died for everyone. Christ died for everyone. That means that it, when you look at Psalm 107, and it says, Some set in darkness, in utter darkness, prisoners suffering in iron chains, because they rebelled against God's commands and despise the plans of the most high there are people that are sitting in jail that should not be in jail but they are because they didn't want to follow the plan of god and then some people are there because god would like to sit them down for a moment so that they can help other people that's there but god will get them out so when you have favor of God, you have to understand that everything happens for the good of the purpose of them who love God and those that are called according to his will. So he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled and there was no one to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble. Pay attention to this. They cried to the Lord in their trouble. And what does it say? And he saved them from their distress so when you cry out to the lord in your trouble then these are the same ones who, who at the beginning of verse 10 says some set in darkness in utter darkness but when you look at verse 13 then they cried to the lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress so god saved them he brought them out of of darkness Okay, thank you for that verse, Um, that, that scripture, Acts 17, 24 through 26. I'm going to go to that. Right after I'm finished with this part. So, so he saved, he brought them out of darkness, the utter darkness, and broke away their chains. So let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love. So they cried. And they gave thanks to the Lord for un, for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. So you got to cry out to God. For he breaks down the gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron. So if, when you go back to 1 John 3 and 7. It says in... in um, first john 3 9 no one who is born of god will continue to sin so let's go i want to go to this um scripture that someone posted here in the chat which is x it's x 17 24 through 26. the god who made the world and everything in it is the lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands and he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything whether he himself gives everyone life and breathe and everything else from one man he made all the nations 
that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. Yes. I like that. Yes. So the Bible is so fascinating to me because I just was reading the entire um, book of Acts. And it's like every single time you read it, in a, even in a different translation, it means so much to you. So what, what does this mean here? Let me explain. So God made the world and everything in it, and which is the Lord of heaven and earth. And, the, and God does not live in a, in a temple. But even though God doesn't live in that temple, God lives in, inside of us. God does not live. Uh, God doesn't have to live in a church because our bodies is the temple. So with your body being the temple of God, let me go to that scripture too. So you go to 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 19. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. I actually would like to read that whole, that whole um, verse. So it's going to be more than um, 1 Corinthians 19. It should be 19 through 22. 19 through 20, right. So for ye are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So God has given you the temple that he will dwell in. Your body is the temple. God dwells inside of the temple. So God does not live in temples that are built by human hands. So for some reason, people just, they really do believe that they could just go to church and, and that God is in the statue. They believe this, like the statue is crying, but they, you know, these are Catholicism. Catholics has a, a poly, polytheistic type of belief. They believe in multiple gods. Our God says that there is one God, one Lord, one Savior. Period. So when you understand that, you know that our God is not going to be living in no temple that is built by human hands. But he will enter inside of your temple if you allow him to be inside of your temple. But if you don't allow God to be inside of your temple, then he's not going to be inside of your temple. If you are doing things that, that, that people like uh, running, people, some people love, they run to do evil. That's what the Bible says. Let, so let me, let me give you that scripture. They feet run to do evil. Isaiah 59 and 7. Their feet rush into sin. They are swift to shed innocent blood. They pursue evil schemes. Acts of violence mark their ways. That's the NIV version. The New Living Translation says their feet run to do evil and they rush to commit murder. They think only about sinning, misery, destruction, allows, always follow them. 
So you understand that people are out here running to do evil. And so if you are a child of God, you are not going to want to be a part of that. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to dwell in you and be led by the Holy Spirit. Like I literally, I, I, I literally, literally yearn God, desire God. Like I talk to God all day throughout the day. And it feels, it feel uncomfortable if I can't praise and worship the way that I want to praise and worship God. Like I want to jump up and, and dance. I cut on my music at home when I'm at home and I just turn on the gospel music and that's what I listen to. I don't listen to no other type of music. I don't want that going into my, in, in my spirit. I don't like looking at TV where they cursing and using profanity. I don't like that stuff anymore. Like I used to like watching it. I used to like hearing it. I used to like, yeah, I thought it was funny. I liked action movies. I, I would watch it sometimes, but not too much. I don't like that going in my spirit. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like listening to R&B and rap music because God says that worldly knowledge is foolish. Let me, let me, let me go to this scripture that I was, that I was, um, reading yesterday. If you, um, you now. It says 1 Corinthians 3, 19, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. As it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. All the stuff that is in this world where you think you smart, you're not. When it comes to the word of God, that's where you become wise at. Like when people say you're so smart, you're so intelligent. I don't want to hear that when it comes to the worldly stuff. I mean, it's okay. It's, it's so easy to figure out now because I had a Holy Spirit of God. So by me being led by the Holy Spirit of God, I feel like I have an advantage. Because now when I look at the things it, from the worldly perspective, I, I'm not looking at it from the worldly perspective. Because the worldly perspective, I probably wouldn't have had even known that that was CRISPR technology. Because I see people every single day when they're analyzing things they're not looking at it from the spiritual perspective and they don't have an understanding of what's happening. I feel like I have an advantage because I am advantaged because of the fact that I have the Holy Spirit that is leading me. So the way when I, when I look at certain things and when I'm perceiving it, I'm perceiving it differently than the way that you may be perceiving it. And so do I want to be influenced by people who will lead me astray? I don't. I don't, I don't want to be influenced by nobody in this world. If you are not focusing on Christ and now the more like every single day, when I talk about God, it, it makes me even stronger in the word. Because if I, if I want to do the things that God wants me to do, I want to be inspired by God. I want to be led by God. And so the knowledge that I have by me having access to the Holy Spirit all the time, when I am seeing things that's going on in this world, I'm not looking at it from my perspective. I'm looking at it from the perspective of God. How would God perceive this? They used to have a saying, it's called WWJD, which is what would Jesus do? 
It's not like that. For me, it, it's it, it. What what it's like right now is how are you have to you have to see it from God's perspective. You have to see this situation from God's perspective. It it isn't about well, what would Jesus do in this situation? No, you have to do and understand it from God's perspective. It's okay to think about what would Jesus do. That gives you something to ponder on. But it isn't positioning you to understand it at that moment from God's perspective. You need to be seeing things from God's perspective. See, what would Jesus do? What he's doing is, okay, well, what would you do, God? That's giving you time to think about it. You pondering on a decision. No, 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 no. See, life comes at you for real. And, and when life comes at you, you have to make decisions. You may not have enough time to say, oh, well, what would Jesus do? No, no, no. You need to be equipped with the Holy Spirit already. You need to know, okay, well, okay, God, oh, yes, thank you for showing me what I need to see. Oh, no, 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 I'm not going to make that decision. Uh, no, I don't, I don't need any parts in that. I don't want to do that. No. And some things you, you don't even have to pray about because the, the Holy Spirit quickened you. So, you know, right then and there. So, when, when you start praying, like I pray. That God inspires me. God encourages me. I want God included in all my choices, all my decisions. But it didn't just start that way. So going back to this scripture, I, I like that this, um, whoever pointed this out, it doesn't really show. Um, uh, so that's the name. That's the person's name. They named themselves Acts 17, 24, and 26. But I mean, that that's good. I, I like the fact that you pointed that scripture out. You know, so when you think about, when you think about this, why are there millions of people who believe that they can go into a temple that is built by human hands and think that God is dwelling in that, in that statue? It is because that they believe that what they're doing is correct. Because when someone is deceived, they don't know that they're deceived. So this is why we have to stay equipped with the Holy Spirit and not be influenced by any outside sources. I don't want what you offering. I don't want the music you offering. I don't want no person listening to it. I don't want to watch the movie. I don't want to see that. I don't want to go over there. I, that's not what I want. Because I know the way the Holy Spirit operate. I, I don't want no parts in that. I'm not about to be fornicating. You have to gain control of yourself. So. In verse um, 25 and he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything you you bringing things to the temple like you giving to something to god god don't need nothing you don't give no statue something that was built with human hands and you giving it and you saying and that's god 
How foolish is that? This is why the Bible says it right here. First Corinthians 3, 19, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. If, if it's foolishness in God's sight, it need to be foolish in your sight too. So if, if you are a child of God, let, let me go to this other scripture. First John two and six, whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walk. God wants us to walk like him, to act like him, talk like him. First Peter two and 21 for, for to this, you have been called because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. So Jesus did all of these things to be an example for us. Did you see him making a sacrifice at a temple? You think that a statue was crying? No, see, since you believed it, God let you believe it. And since you want to see it, God let you be deceived. Because that's what you chose. You chose deception over God. Who do you think you are? And you have nerve to get upset with God? For your choices? So if I made this TV and I say, hey, from now on, this TV, don't cut it on. We're going to start making sacrifices and bringing gifts to it. I just design whatever I want. You gonna just the you gonna design whatever it is you want, and when you design it, then you gonna say, "Okay, this is the place of worship." How do that sound? Because you have positioned your mind to not question this foolishness. You sitting here bringing stuff to an empty place. The word of God says it right here in Acts 17, 24 to 26. So I didn't know I was going to be preaching on this today, um, but I am. So rather he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. God gives the breath of life to everything in this world. What makes you think he needs you to put something at the altar for him. That was in the old times. When Jesus manifested on the cross, man, I mean, when he manifested here and died on the cross, guess what happened? You don't have to do that anymore. His blood was the atonement for our sins to wash us clean. You talk to God directly. You want to learn how to communicate? You speak to him. God, please teach me how to talk to you. I want a relationship. I don't know everything to say to you right now, God, but I want to know how to talk to you. 
I want to know how to pray to you, God. See, I know how to talk because I be talking to a bunch of people. And I've talked to a lot of people in my life. So when that comes to communicate, I need to make sure I'm talking to God better than I can talk to people. So I want to know how to talk. God, how you want me to, however you want me to say it, whenever you want me to say it, whoever you want me to say it to. Use me, God. I say yes to God. Yes to you, God. Yes to however you want me to. Yes to whenever you want me to. Yes, God, I fall short. God, heal me. Let me start over. Give me another chance. Use me, God. I don't care about what nobody think about me. They could think it will say whatever they want. They don't know. I, I, I could promise you one thing. I haven't broken the commitment that I made to the Lord and I haven't fornicated. I don't use profanity. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I am disciplined. So I need to improve more. God, how much more can I improve? I know I can do it. I could do whatever it is you want me to do, God. I need some more improvement, God. You, you, woo, God. Yes, God. Hallelujah. God make me feel good. You know, so when you are praying, you crying out to God because that's what you're supposed to do. God will hear you like we see here in Psalm 107 in, in uh, verse 10. Some sat in darkness. That was in darkness. Because they, in verse 11, because they rebelled against God's command and despised the plans of the Most High. So he subjected them to bitter labor. They, they stumbled and there was no help. No one to help them. There was nobody to help them because they was in darkness and utter darkness. But in verse 13, it says, then they cried to the Lord in their trouble. And he saved them. So there's nothing that you could say about what God can do for you. So rather he himself gives everyone life and breath, everything else. So God don't need you to give him anything. He don't want you coming to no, no, put no, uh, uh, gifts at no statue for him. Okay. I can tell you that for sure, for sure. I talk to God every day and I know that's what he said. So from verse 26, from one man, he has made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. We are all supposed to have lands. God created this land. I, when I think of, oh, let me, let me give you this example. Okay. So this scripture is powerful. Okay. I like it. Um, but I, I would have had thought to preach on acts. Acts can be preached upon like in the whole, um, podcast itself, like a completely separate segment, the book of acts, you know, like I think what I would like to do, uh, at the like my one year anniversary of my podcast, I would like to start out with 
different segments of the Bible. So I will start out with Genesis, uh, Genesis, Leviticus, or Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and just do like each book of the Bible and break it down. And I think that would be nice to do. Um, but I'm not sure if I might do that at the like the anniversary or when, but I do plan on doing it. Um, so here from one man he made all nations that they should inhabit the whole earth so god allowed adam to have everything on earth that was one man he made all the nations that was adam that they should inhabit the whole earth and he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands so that started out that started out from Adam. Because from Seth to Noah, you have the sons of God. Then you have Abraham, right? You have the the 12 tribes of that. So that, that would be a different, that would be a different podcast. So I'm not gonna get into all of that right now. Um, but I wanted to specifically say that God does not live in temples built by human hands. So if you create a, a statue, God is not living in that statue. Now, if you plead the blood of Jesus over yourself, God is going to protect you. If you plead the blood of Jesus over your, yourself and give traveling mercies, plead the blood of Jesus over this car, in Jesus' name, God will protect you and give you traveling mercies. Okay? So you, you have to understand the difference between God dwelling inside of a temple that is built by human hands. God isn't going to dwell inside. All right? Of a anything that is built by human hands. Because nothing that man makes and nothing that man creates will ever, ever be eternal. The only thing that man makes are things that malfunctions. So there are always going to be risks associated with what man creates. What God creates, he created us to have choice. So he wants his children to be able to still live with having choice but still choose him even with your ability to have choice choose god you choose him even with your open choices even with option overload choose god if you say anything against this word, then you're in contradiction. That's all I have to tell you. I'm not going to debate or argue about it. What the word of God says is true. We are all wrong and God is right, period. So um, I wanted to go back to 1 John 3 and 7. So I want to say thank you for that word today in Acts. Okay. 
All right. So now going back to first John three, seven and 10. And then I want to get into the discussion, the blog discussion. Okay. So I'm going to actually just start from the beginning again. So dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous just as he is righteous. Okay. So when you do the things that are right, it's because you are righteous. When you desire God, you're not going to continue on sinning. You're not, you're not going to want to listen to that type of music because it's not edifying to the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is like, wait, 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 wait. Music is a form of worship. Who are you worshiping right now listening to that? I don't want no parts in it. See, because that type of music is going to influence your thinking. And if you think it's not going to influence your thinking, you have to go ask all some marketers of some of these top organizations in the world. And you will see and understand what marketing is. Music videos. How they don't influence you when you go out and you're listening to what they saying and now you want to do what they do you want the cars that they have because they have that car it isn't because you want to drive it it isn't because it's going to benefit you it's because this person has it or that celebrity have it and those same celebrities they're not even going to be satisfied with five million they're not going to be satisfied with eight million they're not going to be satisfied with 50 million and then guess what they're going to all have bad advice. If they're not led by the spirit of God, they're going to encourage you to take the COVID vaccine, which is going to change your human DNA. So you, you following behind people that are lost when you should be in, in accompanying or being accompanied and attached to the Holy Spirit. So you won't be led astray. See, because let me, let me explain this. Those that do what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. And, and of course, we are all human beings. We are all going to be influenced. It started at the beginning with Eve. Eve was influenced by the snake. Adam was influenced by Eve. Influence. Everything around you is used as a mechanism to influence you. Marketing, you're being targeted through different marketing schemes because it influences you. Did you know when you click on a website, they have ads there that they literally incorporate and want on their website. They want these ads for you to click on because they get paid per clicks. It's called marketing. So, so videos, they, they create these videos to see how many people will like them. How many people will like their music? You like their music, you will like their clothes. You like their clothes, you will like their perfume. You like their perfume, you're going to like their shoes. You like their shoes, you're going to like the way they, you're going to like it. It starts with influence. Who are you being influenced by? I don't want it around me. 
I don't, some things I just don't want. So I don't know how much longer I'm going to be up here in Chicago. Okay. But I do know one thing's for sure. There are things that I need to take care of and God is allowing me to get through it. But I don't, Chicago is a very fast pace. Fast pace, very fast pace. And I am comfortable with, you know, I'm just comfortable with, with relaxing. I'm comfortable with seeing people when I see them. All right. I don't got, I don't have to hang out every single day. So the, in verse eight, the one who does, does what is sinful is of the devil. So what, when you think of sin, you have to think about anything that is against God. And some people say, well, what's against God? Well, what, what do you mean? What is against God? How is that music? If God said that your words had a power of life and death, why do you keep speaking things that's consistent with death? And so some people say, well, how is her saying this is death? First of all, if you're saying anything that is filled with doubt and unbelief, you're speaking death to a situation. Doubt equates to death. Doubt and unbelief. You don't believe it. So now guess what? It ain't going to manifest. You don't believe it. So it won't happen for you. You don't believe you're going to get the job? Don't apply. Because you ain't going to get it. Because you believe that you're not. Your doubt equates to unbelief. So you're not going to get it. You don't think you're going to get that house? Don't apply. You're not going to get it. I can tell you that. If you think you're not going to get, you, you, they, you're not going to get, uh, the, the, the car you want, you're not going to get it because you don't think you are. You don't believe you are. So your doubt and unbelief has made you defeated. Defeat is equal to what? Death. You speaking death. Doubt and unbelief leads to defeat, meaning it never going to manifest for you. You think you're going to save that money? You ain't going to save that money if you don't believe you're going to save it. Your doubt and unbelief is leading you to defeat. See, the, just the word of God is just a bit of stream when God is speaking about something. So the, the word, your words have the power of life and death, meaning that your doubt and unbelief is going to make you defeated. And therefore, guess what? You're not going to be able to have anything. As long as you keep doubting it, as long as you keep having unbelief, you're not going to have it. Oh, you don't think you're going to get the job? You're not going to get the job. So why, why are you even talking about it? You don't believe you're going to get it. You don't believe you're going to get the house. You don't believe your kids are going to do good. You don't believe it. So, so what do you think is going to happen? Exactly what you're believing is going to happen. So whatever you believe, that's what's going to manifest in your life. So your words have the power of life and your words have the power of death. So if you speak and say, you know what? I'm going to, I get that job. I got it. Oh, I get, I'm, I'm getting that house. I get it. 
I believe it. I, I, I believe it. It's done. In the name of Jesus Christ, it is done. So, the one who does what is sinful is of the devil. Because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. If you keep on listening to all this doubt and unbelief that's going on in society, you'll never be able to speak life to situations. You'll continue to be consistent with the norms of sin in your life. That means the, the norm of being drunk, the norm of being high, the norm of not allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you, the norm of your doubt, the norm of unbelief. And you're not only going to have doubt and unbelief in your own life, but then you're going to be speaking doubt and unbelief in everybody's life around you. So you keep that doubt and unbelief to yourself. If you, if you don't want to believe in the word of God, God does not force you. God didn't make us robotic. No, the world wants to make you a hybrid human. They want you to be robotic. They don't want to tell you that evolution don't exist. They just want to force evolution. Because see, evolution haven't happened with humans. So they got to force it. So they want you to be part human and part technology. Which one you going to pick? Because you don't have no, really no choice besides accepting God into your life. Because the way the world is leaning towards, you're going to be part human and part technology. God says, the word of God says, in the last days, people will want to die, but death will flee from them. They're not even going to be able to die. Let me go to the scripture. See, when you study eschatology, you know, um... They will want to die, but will not be able to. They will not be able to die. People will want to die in the last days. It says right here. And in the, Revelation chapter 9, verse 6. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it and shall desire to die and death shall flee from them they're not even gonna be able to die they're gonna want to die can you imagine somebody wanting to die they're desiring to die they're trying to find death they're trying to invent ways for them to die but they can't die because death is going to flee from them why do you think that is well, obvious, ding, 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 technology, when you become a hybrid human, what do you think happens? We're talking about, like with my, with my research, I talk about CRISPR technology and how, so molecular biology has been around since the 1960s. But now you have this regeneration of organs and limbs. So organ regeneration and limb regeneration. Many people are saying, well, oh, no, that's unheard of. Who told you that? If I just distributed a survey that 1,300 people completed, if I asked you the question, if you could regrow your limbs, would you and then you say some people say 
if, if a person say, well, that is unheard of. Well, why would it be unheard of? You can regrow your limbs and automatically regrow your organs. That is what's being studied in science today. And how do you do that? Well, they have an exo, ex, it's called a exoto or exoto, uh, exoto, uh, sal, salmon, salmander, um, fish. It's a Mexican salamander. All right. It can have, it has the ability to regrow its own limbs. And then you used to have some frogs that can regenerate their own limbs. And now they want to create the ability to regrow and regenerate your own organs. So the Bible, going back to the word of God that some people choose not to believe in. But God not going to force you. It's okay. It's okay. God is going to show you like he's going to show everyone else. But back to Revelation chapter 9 verse 6. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it and shall desire to die and death shall flee from them. So the what came to my man was organ regeneration and limb regeneration because those people can become rogue villains they can become villains in society and what can you do with a villain they can't do anything to anyone that will automatically regrow their own limbs they can't do anything to anyone that will automatically regrow their own organs And so it doesn't matter about whether or not you believe it. The word of God says, and in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it. So they're going to be trying to die, but they're not going to be able to die. So how could that happen? So the only thing that's closely related to this scripture here would be organ and, and, and limb regeneration. That would be done through molecular biology of CRISPR technology, okay? So I wanted to go into the blog now. Let me go into the blog. Oh, but I wasn't finished reading First John. Um, oh, so let me, let me, I'm gonna read a little bit of the blog. So here we go. So yesterday I talked about um, remembering that sin can become a part of a person's norms and their habits. People like adultery. They like fornication. They like impurity. They like hatred amongst other things too. They like it even if they don't say that they like those things. They do when their actions reflect the support of sponsoring those types of behaviors. So during weakness, God's power is made perfect within us. Weakness allows the opportunity to become vulnerable with God and to get fed up enough to give God control over your life. 
So in 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 11, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that in Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and in insults and in hardships and persecutions and difficulties for when I am weak, then I am strong. So I believe that when I am weak, I am strong. So when I am strong, I am actually weak. So I need to improve. There is time for me to dive deeper into this improvement and into this journey that God has for me. So I want to play this video. And um, so this is a video that, um, so I saw this video many years ago. So let me just give you sort of like a quick um, succinct explanation of what I went through. So back in 2014, um, this would have been, uh, yeah, I would say, I would say probably around March or maybe somewhere in, in March or April of 2014, I started, um, like bleeding really excessive and I didn't know why. Um, I went to the doctor. I, I'm normally just a pretty healthy person. I am a very, very healthy person. The only um problems that I really ever had was this bleeding problem and the allergies. I ended up getting allergies. So I figured out that um only about four or five percent of the population are immune to illness. They can't get sick, right? And so um I talked about that on another podcast too. I don't remember specifically which one. I believe it was um, Life, um, Where is the Instruction Manual. So they're about, it's about uh, between four and 5% of the world's population that are immune to illness. They can't get sick. And so like pretty much my entire life, um, I really haven't been sick at all. Okay. Um, I didn't get, I didn't get any allergies until I was in my thirties. All right. And so I ended up bleeding excessively and I didn't really understand what was happening to me. So I went to the hospital and, um, they just, they said, okay, well, we just gonna, we gonna monitor it. And so I was like, I started, I was weak. I started feeling really weak going, I was going to work. I'm not feeling good. And it's like, I normally like, I'm energized. I have this, you know, like I'm, I'm just naturally this way. It's specifically when it's time for me to work and do my schoolwork and, and do what I have to do, take care of my kids. It, it's like, I can go hard. And when I say go strong, I'm going strong. Okay. The only time I wasn't able to be that full way is, you know, have, have the time to be, the uh to do my to do my job my schoolwork and you know a little other extra all the other extra stuff in life like hanging out and doing that I, I didn't have time for that so while while my friends was partying and they was out here supposedly having fun 
I was in the books and I was doing things with my life. Okay. So I was married when I was 18 years old. And so, um, I, you know, pretty much been always like a, a busy person. And so when this happened to me in 2014, I was in all of this. I didn't know, no, know what was going on. I just thought that I was, I thought I was cursed again. Okay. Every time something so bad happened, I, I, I'd be like, oh God, you know what is going on? It, it just be so much. So what ended up happening was I had uterine fibroids where they were like, I had tumors all over my uterus. And so I am a firm investor in uh, sanitary and health products. So I always use Dove soap. I don't never like scented soap. Um, I don't use that. I didn't never dush. Women are not supposed to dush. Um, because it takes away your body's natural, um, your natural uh, juices, your natural flow. And so each month, when a woman is on your minute, when you are on your menstruation, your uterus is shedding bacteria. So it sheds off a layer. It, it can shed off multiple layers. And the reason why is because now your body is preparing for the next month for your cycle. So your body has natural bacteria that automatically produces in your body. So when you're shaving, you're not supposed to shave. Um, I always used to shave. But shaving, what it does it is um, it allows bacteria to enter into the vagina or into the vagina canal. So you shouldn't be shaving. The hair is a protective um, barrier to, you know, like um, remove any other excess bacteria that may enter in through maybe your underwear or um, your pads and stuff like that. So at this time, I'm thinking like I'm buying the best sanitary napkins. I, I actually use uh always memory foam. So I had the, the extra strength foam, memory foam, and I always bought Tampax Pearl. I all those are the products that I use for the entire time that I've been on my administration. So I didn't start using Tampax and um pearl until later on so i wasn't using tampons i will only just use the playtex um the always always with wings and so I, those are what the products that i bought until i saw this video um i saw this video i believe it was around maybe 2000 and maybe 2017 or 2018 or something like that um, but this this happened to me uh, around 2014. And so I was bleeding for a whole year, like in excess. And I had to get a lot of blood transfusions and things like that. And so I really did not know that my body was being exposed to recycled plastic and all of those things. So when I asked my physicians, I asked him, I said, well, how can I have uterine fibroids when I've been pretty much healthy my entire life i don't even really i don't even get sick like i don't even catch colds i you know it was just so much like i didn't understand how i went through this experience so i want to play this video to show you all and explain to you what is happening with the body and why there are so many women that are experiencing 
these uterine fibroids, okay? So let me go ahead and I wanna um I'm gonna copy the video URL so that, that way I could just open this on another tab. All right. Okay, so this is um here is the video. I'm gonna put it on full screen. Better pass for the ladies coming soon. Okay, so I hope you all can hear that. He's saying that bad being open um through the through the crack of the 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 uh the pad is unsanitary because nothing should be open. So therefore, when she go in her pocketbook, first thing she do is this. Because she know all types of pennies, crumbs, makeup, all that type of stuff. That's the truth. It's in a pad, right? So what we do is take the pad out this is a 10 hour pad from a known brand that every woman knows what this brand is we're gonna say exhibit a okay now no i'm not going to say exhibit a um i am going to say it is always because that is what i've been always using my entire life is always okay we introduced to the united states is a real sanitary magnet that's 100 percent sealed 100% sealed. So now a woman can understand that this goes on your private part, that this is perfectly sanitary. So we're going to open it up. We're the first company in the United States with this product, period. The sad part is it's been out for over 20 years. But it's too much money in medicating people. So therefore, they ain't going to give you this. Right. And so um, I just want to say that this has been, this video has been out for five years. It is so important for you all to understand because i've had a few people ask me are you a, are you afraid or are you not afraid to be talking about these um different topics absolutely not absolutely not i serve a god that is above everything in this world and let me explain something to you i also i also have a network of people that i know as well okay and so i know that god supports me and as long as god supports me do you know what happened with joseph i want to i wanted to explain this really quick joseph brother sold him into slavery and then when he was sold into slavery he became pharaoh's like right hand and so he became the second person most the most powerful in egypt all right and so when there was famine in all the lands, he was the one that provided the food. So even though his brothers did something bad, God used him to have favor with his enemies. All right. And so you have to understand that when you serve God, you not serving sin. So there is no reason to be afraid of anything in this world. There is nothing. And I'm going to let you know this again. There is nothing that my enemies can do to me.
at all. All right. I serve a God that is a powerful God. And let me explain to you. There is no reason to fear anything. All right. I have favor with God. I have favor with men and my enemies are defeated. All right. Okay. So here we go. So we put this on the counter as such. So now the average OBGYN said a woman secretes 15 to 50 milliliters a day in her menstrual flow. We're going to say feminine flow. Okay, because when you're secreting the shedding of your uterus, because your uterus is shedding, it is causing all of that bad bacteria to come out and then new um new um bacteria is forming in your body so your body is already going to have certain um bacteria to sort of fight off any like uh unhealthiness right and so you have to understand that when you are, when your uterus is shedding it is cleaning cleansing your body okay so you're going to secrete all of the unhealthy bacteria and then your body is going to re reproduce all of the healthy parts so i got a makeup artist that's a celebrity makeup artist who made me some fake blood the reason that i do this because i want to simulate how serious it is because women want, want us, us men to understand what they go through. So I'm just being sensitive to our women. So therefore, I asked my makeup artist friend to make me some assimilation feminine flow. And he did this. So now, as you know, this is a cup. Get this measurements on there, D. I'm going to go 50 milliliters. Let's go with the max. Steve, is that all 50 on the line? Yeah. 50. So what we're going to do, we're going to put this assimilation on... The 10-hour pad. And this is a 10-hour pad, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to put that on the 10-hour pad. We're going to do the same thing with the pad that we introduced to the United States. Steve, is that 50? That's 50. Okay. We're going to do the same thing with the much smaller pad, correct? Much smaller. We're going to put 50 milliliters of assimilated flow on this much smaller pad on your pretty counter right here today. So now this one, this one got serious when I first got introduced to this product. The man that introduced me to it, name is Derek Brown. He had one of the legendary network marketers do this. His name is Demond Coleman. I mean, Demond Crump. Mr. Crump said OBGYNs and doctors have a test that women, this right here product is eight, fibroids, ovarian cancer, cervical cancer, miscarriages, tumor. Okay, did you hear what he said? Fibroids. Fibroids. Ovarian cancer. Tumors. And wait till you hear why he says it. Because of the toxic that it's made from. Stop right there. Just like this may have stopped. No, it didn't stop. We're good. Stopped. Ooh, we're good to go. Okay, it says something my storage is full. Don't worry about it. It's going to keep on going. Come right here, Steve. You should be my guest. And ladies, we're getting a minute to take one for the team. Come over here, Steve. Let the people see. Just run your hand around this eight-hour pad. Put a little pressure on there. He's a big man. Steve's a big man. That's what our women go through, Steve. Hold it up for the camera. That's what our women go through every day. 
five to seven times a month. Now, I want you to do the same thing with the pad that we introducing to the United States, Steve. Don't be scared. Look at <laughs> Yeah, put that pressure on it. <laughs> Hold it up for him, Steve. Game changer. Okay, and I would like to say that I actually um ended up purchasing these pads. They're called Cherish. And um when I tell you they make the flow feel so different, they completely different. The vagina can actually breathe. Like I it feels so much better with wearing the Cherish pads than the actual uh than wearing always and so um cherish can be purchased on amazon so my daughter these pads are the pads that i would i did not want her buying any other pads hold on i didn't want her buying any other pads at all um besides the cherish pads so um mama door ma'am if you wanted to be a speaker i sent you the request all right but if you come on and you're saying anything that you shouldn't be saying i will remove you as a speaker but i i re okay all right so now okay now so the cherish pads are better okay um they allow the vagina to breathe they um make the flow more efficient it, it everything just feels so different wearing these the cherish pads compared to the always and so the reason why I'm, I'm comparing the cherish to always is because i always were always my entire life i have no direct connection with these people i do not know these people i do not know this man that is speaking i have never met him in my in my life before i purchased these pads and they actually work okay and so um i'm not done giving my testimony on this either so just understand that i'm just going through the video right now game changer bro what you now you got females that you love which one do you want them to, to wear shana you see what i'm saying it's a game changer man and it's that simple and so you all you all really need to go online and check out this video because what he does is he put the assimilated fake blood on the pad that he was using. And then he also put the assimilated fake blood on the cherished pads. And it did not have any wet residue on the napkin. But when he put it on the, the other pad that has the toxins in there, that pad had an extreme amount of residue. And you can see that at um, around 4 minutes and 15 seconds of the video. Go back around. I'm going to show you get a little worse. Real quick, Steve. This way it get worse at, bro. This way I got mad at when I, when I seen the demonstration right here, Steve. When they dissected this right here and showed what this first layer is made of that our women have been subject, subjected to for all these years. It blew my mind, bro. 
This is the first leg of this unsanitary napkin. This is synthetic plastic, man. He is calling it unsanitary napkin because it is synthetic plastic. All right. It is plastic. Now, just listen. I'm going to let him explain this. And then I want to just, I'm going to comment on it. This is where the rash is coming at. Just rub that right there on your skin. Thank you so much for the love, too. I appreciate it. Imagine to irritate that, sir. Imagine you're talking about woman's vagina. This is why the women are being affected with rashes and stuff. Look at this. It's plastic. But then, this is the absorbency system, Steve. Well, I'm glad that I never had a rash on my vagina. But I know that if you're using synthetic plastic and also recycled plastic, this is not good for the body, okay? This ain't nothing but blue dye, man. It look pretty. You know why? Because you know the average woman will do her business, throw it away. Do her business, throw it away. Blue dye is not supposed to be in the, in the bloodstream. So they put blue dye, they put dye inside of this pack, dye. So imagine one of the most important places on a woman's body, which is your, your body, my body. We're using, I've been using always pads. I, I first began my menstruation cycle when I was about nine years old. When I first started my administration, I had a fever at school and I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I was like, grandma, I went home and I'm like, oh, grandma, ah, my stomach is hurting me. And I'm, it's like, it, it just was coming out and it was like spotty like, and then I thought it was like, oh, it looked it nasty. And I didn't really know. And she was like, it's okay. It's okay. I've been wearing always for over 25, 30 years of my life. This is ridiculous. It took me all these years to find out that I am putting a pad that has recycled plastic onto my vagina where my uterus is secreting the uterus wall, so it's shedding the uterus every month. And so guess what's happening? That plastic is causing the bacteria to go back inside of the vagina. Yeah. Plastic. We are not supposed to use plastic, synthetic, recycled plastic on our vaginas going back inside of us ah our administration is used to cleanse the bad bacteria and to shed the uterus of the bad bacteria it secretes the bad bacteria in your body that your body automatically reproduces and when you're using these always, because I'm going to say always, because I had two surgeries and no doctor could tell me why I had uterine fibroids when I've been a healthy person my entire life. 
with no sicknesses, none. I don't catch colds or nothing like that. I've been sick. I can count on my hand how many times. And so I couldn't believe that I had some fibroids that was now no doctor could explain. So let's finish listening to what he's saying. He's peeling back the layers. Recycle re the cotton. The, the this not cotton. This is recycled plate paper that is inside this this pad. Recycle. That means that this this paper could have been in a trash, in a dumpster, cleansed, and then now recycled for me to put. Bow my vagina. Bow my vagina. And for it to go back inside of me, because first of all, if it's plastic, the plastic, when you're bleeding, is going down and it's coming right back up inside of you. So you don't need to wonder why you're having heavy periods. You don't need to wonder why you have uterine fibroids. You don't need to wonder, well, how did this tumor get here? How do you have a uterus tumor? How do you have ovarian cancer? How? You don't need to wonder. It is because of your pads and your tampons. Recycled paper going back in the inside of us. Oh my God, my God. Lord help us. They sent through an eight-step bleaching system to appear right white. They sent it through a fine strutter. You see that? They sent it through a fine strutter, bleach, to make sure it go through eight steps to appear white. Because the average person thinks white is pure. The average person thinks white is pure. Okay, first of all, I don't care how you clean it. It is recycled. I would need to know that. I have spent probably over $500,000 on the always and tampons in my entire life of purchasing every single new product that comes out. And I have heavy flow, which means I'm buying the most expensive and memory phones. And I'm using two and three pads at a time. I'm spending a lot of money on my sanitary. To maintain sanitary napkins. To maintain tampons. I have spent literally probably over a half a million dollars. And these products. But see if it. See God. I don't sue people. Because God said that is a form of unforgiveness. So. What this did, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to have seven kids. Seven. Okay. So let me um play finish this video. That's what it's just bleached. So now you got blue dye, you got urine, you got blood, you got polyps, you got uh, uh trash, ink, all types of things that's in the trash combined, it causes a a, a, a chemical called dioxin. Dioxin is the number one cause of cancer. It causes a chemical called dioxin. 
So let's look up this chemical. Can sedentary napkins cause cancer? This is from healthshots.com. A top, a top gynecologist reveals the truth. Most of us lean on sanitary napkins to survive our period. But what if these napkins are cancerous? A top gyne reveals it all. Didn't the headline send sh shivers down your spine? We can understand because the sanitary pad is always the first thing you need during your periods. They have become essential and you use them without a thought every month. Although there are many other options like menstrual cups or tampons that are readily available, but a sanitary napkin is always the first choice. Now I'm going to add this. It's always the first choice because it is convenient. When I was um when they had did a biopsy on my the fibroids that i had i had considered using the menstrual uh menstrual cup but i was like that sound like it's going to be uncomfortable and it may reshape the vagina and i don't have time for that because i am bleeding in excess that means i'm going to have a menstruation cup um for a long time so i didn't want to use it so here are the products that you can try. It says genital cancer can be a possibility if you use synthetic pads, says Dr. Calra. According to Dr. Aruna Calra, mostly sanitary pads are safe to use. However, there are a few ongoing studies that have reported the incidence of genital cancer with the use of sanitary pads that use absorptive agents like dioxin and super absorbent polymers because the nature of the dioxin present in sanitary pads can get accumulated in the body and impact our reproductive organs which can cause cervical cancer or ovarian cancer tell me god what God will do? God will reveal what? The truth. What God will do? God will reveal what? What God will reveal? JJ. What God will reveal? The truth. God will reveal the truth to us. So I'm going to read this last part again. And then I'm going to go back to the video. Thank you so much for the love. I do appreciate that. Okay. So God reveals the truth to us. I cried out to God about this. I did. God revealed the truth to me. So if I would have kept using them, I would have had there was a possibility of me catching me catching ovarian cancer or cervical cancer. This is a doctor. There is no fact check that can take away 
the credibility of a physician who went to school, invested in their education. After they invested in their education, now they became an expert. Now they are a medically licensed practitioner that can give you credible advice. In addition to discussing a study that supports the claim of pads causing what cervical cancer and ovarian cancer to the body including impact to the reproductive organs what is the reproductive organs that would be your ovaries and your uterus and your cervix so basically dioxin is a carcinogen which means it promotes the formation of cancer causing cells in your body the sanitary pads are bleached to improve their blood absorbing capacity and this bleach contains dioxin says dr cholera the other problem with dioxin is that it suppresses the body's immunity this makes our vagina all the more vulnerable to infections plus it impacts the production of reproductive hormones like estrogen which can be problematic in the longer run. So here are some precautions that you can take while wearing sanitary pads. Change the sanitary napkin frequently. Um, I'm not gonna recommend any of this. I'm gonna recommend that you use sanitary napkins that are either cotton or cherish or the ones that are uh, organic, all right? And so that is what I would recommend. All right, so let me go back to this video. Enhance the screen. This is why our women are suffering from this toxic that average woman wears 15,000 times. She wears this 15,000 times in her life, and she wears 60,000 times a panty liner. This is why our women are suffering. But then it's going to mess up your own. Which one of these got more water? We're going to get after them. This is a 10 hour pad. And if you Google search dioxin oh, next man. to it, it says causes cancer. Literally. They tell you so you can 100%. Look, we're going to give all of them. All this is a 10 hour pad, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to put it in the, in the, in the uh, absorbency system and see what it do. 10 hours. I want to get all of it in there. Okay, and to those that are not able to view this, I want to let you all know that what he did was he put the unsanitary napkin into a a cup that was filled to about one third and and so he's going to use the other sanitary napkin to fill put that one in the cup that is halfway full and and he's now testing the absorbency so on this pad that is unsanitary that has the dye the dioxin the bleach the recycled plastic the recycled paper he put it in this um, one-third cup filled with water, okay? The body is 98.5 degrees. You got urine. You got dye. You got bleach. You got blue dye. This is in a, 90, uh, uh, a trash bag? You got trash in a trash bag. This is why women got used by fluking afterwards. Because now they got urinal tract infection. They got yeast infection. It's a perfect breeding ground for bacteria. Killing our women. Okay. And let me explain this. I 
I was really impacted by this uterine fibroids, but I do have to end tonight, you all. It's that I'm at the two hour mark. Let me go ahead and stop the share. What I will do is finish this up on Sunday. I really do appreciate you all so much for joining me tonight. I will um, continue this on on Sunday. I'm going to leave it at the video where I left off at, um, at seven minutes and 21 seconds. So I will be continuing on from there. Seven minutes and 21 seconds. So um, let me go ahead and pray. Father God, we just come boldly before your throne of grace. We thank you so much, God, that you are a part of our lives. Thank you for revealing the truth to us. You said that we will know the truth, God, and the truth shall set us free. Thank you, God, for not making us robotic. Thank you for allowing us to have choice to choose you in a world with option overload, in a world where there are so many options, in a world where there, there could be so many choices, God, but instead we choose you in our in our desires we choose you in our interest god because you are so fascinating to us lord and so we appreciate you god and we just ask that you continue to reveal the truth to us god and allow us to walk in your uh let us walk by faith and not by sight god so we cancel every satanic tongue spoken out against us lord and we just thank you god for your love mercy and grace thank you for giving and shedding your light upon us god we ask that you keep us ten thousand steps ahead of every situation and circumstance lord and so we thank you we give you glory praise and honor and we thank you god so we ask that your will be done we lay every burden every concern at your altar god at your throne of grace and we ask that you handle it lord because you said in your word that for your burden is, is is light and your yoke is easy god so we give our problems to you we ask that you remove every barrier obstacle every concern and every problem out of our path lord and you just allow us to be revealed everything that we need to do to satisfy your plan will and purpose god because you made us important but my